Hello, Corky Crime Sisters here. Hello. So our show contains graphic content, so please, listeners, be advised. Hello! Oh my gosh, Al, you <laughs> Hi guys, Corky Crime Sisters here. Um, how's everybody doing? Yeah, yeah. We're good. Yeah. Um, other we than are, the frog in my throat. Same girl, I don't know what is going on. It's them allergies though. <clears throat> um, we are the podcast where two sisters actually like to hang out with each other, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, we like to talk about that crazy shit, though. That crazy shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, and have an adult beverage or two. Or three. Or four. Or just the whole damn bottle. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Goes with that crazy shit, because after that crazy shit, you need that bottle. <laughs> Wait till you hear my case. I'm like so... This. Week. Oh, she's been talking <gasps> about this for like weeks. It's and just, it's just mind boggling. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so that froggy lady over there is Taylor, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I always like that lady over there is Nikki. I can never think of anything good. I want to be like, <laughs> I don't know. You want to be all like sly with it? And <laughs> yeah. We're also recording in the morning though, so I'm not all the way awake yet, which is probably a good part of it. Where I'm like, huh. I know. We used to do this in the evening, but Taylor's schedule changed, so now here we are in the mornings and, mm-hmm. you know, drinking at 11 a.m. It's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll go back to it eventually. I like it better at night because I'm, I'm more alert, but I digress. I digress. <laughs> um, okay, so this week we are talking about uh, crimes of passion. Um, them bitches be getting crazy over them hoes people be psycho i know (laughs) i don't know if you know this people are a little psycho over this whole love thing like it's a big deal or something i I was like you know i love my boyfriend but i don't know yeah i don't know if i do half the shit i was reading about i was like no 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 (laughs) and it's just this crazy web of abuse and abuser and you know i don't know it's insane anyway um so on this lovely 11 a.m morning uh what are we gonna drink today tay we have just michelob ultra we're being boring today mostly because i didn't quite prepare well enough and it's also 11 a.m so nikki didn't want the vodka and i'm not sure why i tried to convince her she was like i'll put orange juice in it no not really (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna put it in with my red bull drink it would have been great but, I mean, for you, that would have been great. But yeah. at 11 a.m., vodka is just not my jam. I'm just not on that level. Yeah. You're, you've passed those years. I've definitely passed those years. If I had nothing else to do today, I would have done it. Probably. Right? Like, if I had nothing else to do today but just hang out with you and get drunk, then sure. Right. <laughs> I got shit to do today. I got shit to do today. Yes. <laughs> on that note, let's... Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, don't don't fizz over. I'm watching you. It's magic in the headphones. This is the beer I didn't get to drink during my fantasy draft last night because I had to work. <laughs> um, I drank beer for you. Don't you worry. Perf. Sorry, I didn't actually open mine either, so we're just going to do it twice. 
<laughs> oh my god, that was a struggle. <laughs> seen her face. <laughs> Yamas. Okay. Ah, gotta wet the palate. The palate. The palate. Um, so we decided that actually last week, um, I went first. No, you went first. So I should go first this week, but my case is a little crazier, so we're going to save it to the end. Yeah, I think that's best, but I'm going to warn you. So my case... If you're not first, you're last. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to warn you, my case, I did this forever ago. Like Forever. No, seriously. I was gonna do it for a patreon and then i was like god this fits so well because i started like a whole case almost finished it and i was like nah it's not that good do you have a nun on your oh yeah this is (laughs) this is mariana oh she looks like the shadiest nun ever i need to post this i'm gonna go back and backlog all of our cases and get pictures up don't you worry but She's got this like side eye. It's a she dry. really does. Like she is that is she created the resting bitch face. Literally. <laughs> and that and that side eye though. <laughs> She's the shadiest nun. And I just need you to know here's the title. Shit eating nun and lover go on a murder spree. Oh, nice. Oh, I think you told me like you didn't tell me the story, but I think you told me that. That I told yeah. you this part, yeah. So I'm oh, ready. Cheers, microphone. <laughs> Okay, so Mariana de Leva y Marino. Ooh, oh. snaps, snaps for the <laughs> accent. I guess <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Was born in Italy on December fourth, fifteen seventy five. This is a really old case. Fifteen, yeah, yeah. And I just loved it from the get-go. <laughs> she was the daughter of Matino de Levia and Virginia Maria Mariano. Her father owned the county of Monza in Italy. No, he just owned a whole county. Just a whole county. Yeah, big like, deal. I imagine back then it was so much easier, though, because, like... Oh, I'm for sure. 1575, yeah. It didn't now you matter. can't even own a tree in your own backyard, I'm sure. No. Let alone... I don't even own the room we're sitting in right now. <laughs> 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 I read this bitch. <laughs> um, you and to step young... up your game. No, <laughs> Sorry. You know, we're moving up. We're working on it. Okay, okay. If you ask Grandpa, he says, I'll never own a house if I keep buying random shit according to him well that is valid you buy a lot of random shit i do i you know you can't help yourself i know it's okay it's my form of therapy really i get sad i'm like i should go buy something yeah it's your retail therapy yeah don't let me work with the person you've been letting me work with on saturdays at our store i can't do it why because she like encourages you to buy shit we encourage each other it's really bad okay (laughs) no longer are you two working together good Save me money. I spent $84 Saturday. I know. I need to pay you. Yeah, you do. Pay a bitch. (sighs) At a young age, her mother passed away and her father gave her to her aunt to raise. Her father was just like, I'm done. Peace out. That's nice. But I think it worked that way back then. Like, no father raised their daughter. Like, it was all the mothers, you know? Yeah, that was like the woman's job. Yee. Yee. At 13 years old, her father forced her to become a nun. Mm. Rude. That is rude. I don't want to be a No. I would never want to be a nun. No. Um, that three times a week you were just talking about wouldn't happen. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Ever. <laughs> That's where this story goes sideways. So. Um, well, yeah, because you force her to be <laughs> something she's not. Yeah. I know. It's those she's the original, man. <laughs> she's the original rebel. I love it. Yes. 
her monastery was St. Margarita, if that wants to tell you how it started. Ooh! <laughs> how great would that be? They just, like, for nap time or for, like, lunchtime, they serve you a little margarita. Siesta, fiesta. <laughs> right? Here's your, here's your little drink to get you into your siesta mood. What makes you think monasteries have nap time? Because I assume it's, like, a normal thing. <laughs> that nap time's a normal thing? <laughs> <laughs> Especially in other countries, like, that, like they actually take time out of their day. Like, they'll close down their businesses to go and take a nap. I wish. I would so do that. Sometimes Wait, I... what did you say? Monastery? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of a Montessori school with, like, kids and... No. Uh Uh-huh. Monastery is, like, where the nuns are. That's why I was like, I don't think nuns... Take naps. (laughs) And not only that, but the margaritas (laughs) with the little kids and nap time. What? (laughs) I know it's 1575, but come on. Hey, no rules apply. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no law when you're drinking White Claw. Right? This 21 shit didn't didn't matter then. Okay, I'm really sorry. Go back to your case. (laughs) Um, so on September 26, 1591, she became Sister Virginia Maria. Okay. Get it, sister. <laughs> she was well-liked, easy to get along with, and had a modest and patient temperament. And even though she was a nun, she was rich and powerful and was involved in administering justice. And a lot of this came from her dad, like... Being rich and powerful. Yeah, just yeah. like inherited power. and So... So, in 1597, Mariana was teaching at the Covenant School for Girls. So, okay. now, here you go. Now, now she's teaching the girls. Okay. Now okay. I'm write them on the See, story. I knew it was coming. Yeah. You know, you did good. <laughs> um, during this period, she met Giovanni Osio, mm. who lived right next door to the monastery. Okay. So, they began to exchange letters through a rope lowered from a window in his garden. So this oh, was cute. Like it's like... Romeo Juliet style. I was thinking Rapunzel, but she used her hair. So maybe not. That's a rope, right? That's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Pushing rope. Okay. Whoa. I'm struggling today. Struggle, bussing, hard. Oh, real. So Giovanni had counterfeit keys made so he could even visit her. Um, in like the Montessori. So he would like come in and out whenever he wanted. The visits were frequent and happened because of the complicity of other nuns and other priests who was a good friend of Giovanni, so they were all kind of, like, cool with it, even though it was totally against all the rules. Oh, I thought you were going to say she was, like, giving him the full access. I mean, she was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, of course, because she's a nun, she would, like, go back and forth between, like, extreme lust for the dude and then being like, shit, I'm a nun, and then feeling guilty for her sins. So there was a lot of emotional turmoil in that. A lot of Hail Marys. <laughs> <laughs> Is it bad that, like, my mind goes to football because I'm just not religion-oriented? <laughs> yes. No, I think that's perfect because today is, like, the start. It is the first regular season game. Football is back, y'all. <laughs> I really want to wear my, like, a Bronco shirt, even though we don't play today. And I might still do it. Do it. So, at one point, she attempted to eat his poop in order to turn her lust into disgust. What? But it didn't work. She still loved him. Oh my god, that's disgusting. Why? 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 How did she convince him to give him her him his poop? Like the poop. Where did we how do we exchange the poop? 
How do, what kind of conversation is that? It's like, hey, honey, I really am not supposed to be liking you because I'm a nun, so I think I'm going to try and eat your poop so I won't like you anymore, and I'll be disgusted. Yeah, that's right. And then he's like, oh, that's perfectly normal. Here you go. Oh. It was way back when, though. I don't know what they were like then. He probably just pooped in a bucket, and she had a servant bring well, it around. True, because they I, they didn't have, like, plumbing or anything. Or even a bucket. I don't even know. Do they have buckets back then? I'm assuming they had buckets. <laughs> If they had ropes, I think they, they had, had buckets. buckets. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Um, in 1602, Mariana gave birth to a stillborn baby. Oh, that's Super sad. Super sad, like our mama did. Aww. Um, And this caused their affair to kind of end for a short period of time. I don't know why. Like She probably blamed herself and said, I'm not supposed to be doing this, and, the, and God is punishing me. Yeah, true. Um... Even though, even though all of this, like, it did end up, they got back together, it resumed, like, they were fine after a little while. And the meetings were a lot less frequent now, so he was kind of, maybe he found out about the shit, and he was like, okay, I'm gonna step back a little bit. He's like, actually, instead of you getting disgusted, I'm disgusted, peace <laughs> out. <laughs> um, in 1603, she gave birth to a girl. Um, she then, like, the little girl lived with Giovanni, and he formally recognized her as his daughter two years later. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess there was no Maury back then. Yeah. You are the father. You are the father. I I said that today about your dog. You did. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about getting a DNA test for my dog. So we know what breed she is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. Um, In the summer of 1606, one of the nuns threatened to expose the affair. You know, the goody two-shoes Mary over there. (sighs) hate those Oof. ones i know they're the worst worst really you know she's just jealous because she ain't getting banged literally that's probably all it was it's like if i can't have it you can't oh that's really funny that you say that that gets brought up in my story keep going i've been there it's fine <laughs> <laughs> so due to this giovanni killed her to keep her silent he was just like yep nope popping the bitch off i'm done <laughs> okay i'm not uber religious or anything that can't be good but i have a feeling like killing a nun knocking a nun off is probably between that and knocking a nun up this dude is doomed <laughs> like right giovanni you're done buddy you are done um and supposedly like mariana and then like all the other nuns were involved in this which oh. is, it was like a whole thing um Mariana then went and threatened all of the nuns and said they would suffer the same fate if any of them said a word. Oh. So she's, like, getting them together and giving them the one-two. <laughs> uh, um, and basically to cover it up, they just told anyone outside the Montessori that... Monastery, sorry. Monastery, thank you. Yeah, we're doing like, this. See, I got you all confused earlier. It's my fault. But they told everybody that she just ran off. She just, like, couldn't handle being a nun and was like, I'm out. I'm out, even though she's actually dead. Still. She'd be six feet under. (laughs) Maybe not. I don't know how far they dug. I don't know what they did with her body. There was just wells back then, though. I feel like you'd be like... Yeah, true. You're gone. Drop that bitch in a well. (laughs) Um, In 1606, rumors started to spread about, like, what was happening in the covenant, which, like, fair. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Surprised it took so long. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Giovanni even killed the blacksmith that gave him counterfeit keys. 
and the apothecary who gave Mariana abortion herbs at one point. Oh, damn. He's just, like, covering up his tracks and going back. That's, like, hardcore. Yeah. The thing is, is, like, nowadays, I mean, it's just so different, right? Because, like, we've got freaking Planned Parenthood and whatever else if you need something along those lines. Back then, he's got to, like, resort to, like, killing people so that nobody (laughs) knows. out. Yeah. That's crazy. And it was so much more, like, not okay back then. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Very taboo. Um, these rumors made their way to the governor who actually arrested Giovanni. And he escaped and was later killed by a friend of his. So that's, like, the most karma karma thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, on November 27, 1607, Mariana went to trial. Um, Mariana defended herself by claiming a loss of free will, asserting that diabolical forces had exercised on her and her irresistible impulse. Exercise the demons. Exercise the demons. <laughs> um, from November till March, they interrogated her on trial. Holy shit. Yeah. And they, they used... They were not letting this one go. No, and they used physical torture on her. Oh my god. I know. I guess that was allowed back then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she was found guilty and was walled in in a tiny concrete shed um, for the rest of her life. Um, she survived this and after 14 years was deemed reformed enough to re-enter and once released lived a happy life back as a nun until her death in 1650. Holy shit. She was 93. What happened to the kid? I don't know. <laughs> didn't say anything. Oh no. Here's her again. She's got a wicked unibrow. Ooh, yes she does. <laughs> Giovanni was into some kinky shit. <laughs> and, and that's it. Good that's, job. That's story. That is crazy. <laughs> I just, I just can't. Like, that's oh, how life is so different now, right? All right. Well, are you ready? Ooh, I've been looking forward to this forever. It's just a little bananas, that's all. Okay. I know. So, my story this week is of Linda Riss um, and Bert Pugash. Poogash. Poogash. <laughs> okay, so Bert Poogash was born April 20th, 1927 in New York. So not nearly as old as your story, but, you know. You know. A little ways back there. Yeah. Yeah. We do in older cases. We're going vintage today. <clears throat> you went real vintage. I went real, like, <laughs> archaic. Not Arca- even vintage. Yeah. <laughs> um, he grew up with not a lot of money, and friends even remember him having a his bar mitzvah um, at a Chinese restaurant while all his friends were having elaborate celebrations. Now, that just seemed weird to me. That is weird. And I don't it, like that. It, yeah, okay. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be a big celebration, but it, yeah, anyway. Um, so, Bert was very smart and overcame this and ended up becoming a lawyer in New York as well as a producer and a club owner. Mm. So, he had a lot going for him. He had a lot of money and things were good. Um, in 1957, Bert was driving around with one of his friends and came upon a bus stop. He slammed on his brakes and he saw a very beautiful woman waiting for the bus. Mm. Yes, yes. Love at first sight. Yes. <clears throat> uh, excuse me for this frog today. I apologize. Frog. Um, he then turned to, to his friend and said, I have to have her. Yeah, because that's not fucking creepy at all. That's not possessive and weird and... Yeah. 
Okay. Um, Bert then went up to the woman and started telling her how he was a lawyer and owned a nightclub and a plane and etc. Let me wick my penis out and basically show it um, off to you. Yeah. He also used the line like, "Hey, um, are you an actress? Did you just work in one of my films?" Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the woman, of course, was Linda Riss, and her only thought of Bert was that he was weird. And in the end, <laughs> yeah. right? Because he is weird. Um, and in the end, she ended up giving her his uh, or giving him her phone number anyway because she just wanted him to like leave her alone. <laughs> Give him a fake number then and leave. Yeah. Have you never heard of the fake number, Linda? It's the way to go. <sighs> anyway, so uh, Bert called Linda and even sent flowers to her home. Linda remembered having a conversation with her grandmother about him and said she didn't think that he was attractive. Her grandmother then told her anyone better looking than the devil is a good looking guy. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you've seen Lucifer, the devil's hot. So. <laughs> he is in that, but. Um... Reminds me of like our great grandma when oh. she was really like on her way out in the nursing home she would like every time i saw her and probably four times i like in one time she'd be like come here and she'd like pull my arm in close and she'd be like i have been married five times <laughs> she would and they're not worth it and i was like what grandma you're like thanks grandma i'm 13 no right <laughs> i'm not even trying to find a suitor yet eat your mashed potatoes <laughs> Oh, okay. Suitor. Of course, in the end, Linda agreed to go on a date with Bert. Why? Uh, Because. Trust your instincts, girl. All right. Bert wine and dine Linda, took her to his club, drove in his fancy car, and flew her in his plane to Hollywood. Aside from being the lawyer and club owner, like I said before, Bert was also a producer in Hollywood and worked Hollywood? 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 Word. Wood? And worked with celebrities, which was also very exciting for Linda. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, that is exciting. Right. But. It's, yeah. As their relationship progressed, Bert would pick Linda up and take her to work, then come back and take her to lunch, and then once again pick her up and take her home. They were spending every day together. So, like, he was, like, not okay with her being out of his sight unless she was at work. Wow. Yeah. We can all see where this is going. It's not great. Yes. Um, At one point, Linda started questioning why a man like Bert would still be single. You know, of course. Like, why are you single if you are this, you know, great and have all this money? And, you know, it really was based on, like, a materialistic thing, I think. Right. Um, Obviously, because he was already showing signs of craziness. (laughs) There were already red flags. Uh, Yeah. Um, There were red flags from the way he even got her phone number. (laughs) So, uh, one night when they were at his club, Bert decided to tell Linda that he was married with a child. Oh, God. There it is. There it is. Linda was, of course, upset and felt stupid. Uh, How could she have ever gotten a man like Bert anyway? Whoa, okay, ma'am. Yeah. Wrong response. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like, we both go, and then just stop talking. <laughs> anyway. I hate that. Um, yeah, me too. She decided that she wanted to call off her relationship with him. Bert went into a panic and started telling Linda that he was in the process of getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. That's what they all say. That's what they all say. I don't believe you. <laughs> Bert. That's even your real name. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's 
it's even your room. <laughs> Linda told him that that getting a divorce is all fine and dandy, but not to call her until it was actually done. Um, Bert became depressed to win, or excuse me, desperate to win Linda back. So he filed, he filled out a divorce decree himself <laughs> yeah. and made a case number to present to Linda to win her back. B.S. Yeah. Um, Linda, however, was very smart and wrote down the case number and was going to have her family lawyer look into it. So, good, you Linda. know. Um, in the meantime, they resumed their relationship. I don't know why. Like, what the hell? <sighs> I don't like that. As their relationship continued, Bert kept pushing Linda to have sex with him. But Linda wouldn't give in, telling him that she wanted to wait until they were married. You know, she's trying to be a good good girl back then. She's following her convictions. Exactly. And I mean, I watched this thing that talked about how, like, with the way she dressed and act, everybody, like, thought she was promiscuous, but she actually wasn't. Like, she was, like, the prude of the group. Huh. Yeah. Um... Bert continued, oh, yep, Bert continued to get increasingly mad at Linda, and he would constantly berate her for not sleeping with him, and at one point their relationship turned violent mm. as Bert couldn't control his temper. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Fine, and actually, in, oh, oh, whoa, calm down, Nikki. I'm getting all worked up. <laughs> I'm getting all worked up. Okay. <laughs> um... Finally, Linda was starting to want out of the relationship and was tired of the verbal abuse she was receiving from Bert on a nightly basis due to not wanting to have sex. At this point, Linda got the out she was looking for. Um, Her lawyer came back with the information that Bert's case number didn't exist and he was in fact still married and no divorce had been filed. Ooh, liar. Surprise, surprise. Linda finally called things off with Bert. Of course, Bert continued to try and convince Linda that he was going to get a a diverse. Diverse. He was getting that diverse. um, ASAP, but she wasn't having any of it. Bert called Linda constantly, but she wouldn't answer him. At one point, Bert decided to try to hire someone to beat Linda up. He felt that if she was scared enough that she would come back to him. No. Right. No. That's not how this (laughs) fucking works. This plan was never carried out by the man Bert hired. Good. Thank God. Good man. Ugh. Granted, I don't know. The man did got... take Bert's money, though. His $200. Fucking karma. That's <laughs> probably a lot of money back then. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Karma. Don't be a dick. <laughs> oh my God, if I hit this thing one more time. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We really got to remedy this. It'll <gasps> happen. I'm Kay. just lazy. Where was I at? Okay. <laughs> Linda had not spoken to Bert in quite some time, and she was asked by one of her friends to go to Florida. She happily went. She's like, yeah, I'm going uh, to take a break. Get me out of here. Yeah. During her time there, Linda met a man named Larry. Him and Linda seemed like a match made in heaven. Awesome. Right? It's going to go He was very now. good looking, by the way. He didn't have a lot of money or anything like that. I mean, he, was, he came from, you know, humble whatever you want to call it. Humble beginnings. Thank you. I was like, you're, is that what you're looking for? Like, Yeah, it's hot in here. Well, I turned off the fan because I could hear it through the headphones. Oh, okay. No problem. I'll just sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make this podcast better. We got some polishing to do. <laughs> just accept it. This is what it is. Okay. Um, time went on and Bert tried to reach Linda in many ways. And he even said at one point that if he couldn't have her, no one could. We did just, mm, yep, yep. made it. Yep. Not good. Um, Bert, in desperation, even went to Linda's dad and tried to get his help in getting Linda back 
At that point, he told Bert that he was too late as Linda was now engaged to Larry. Oh. Yep. Yep. It'll go downhill fast. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Linda has said that she feels like this is what sent Bert over the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One day, Linda was at her home when her doorbell rang. Linda was excited as the person on the other side of the door announced that he had a gift for Linda. Linda thought it was a wedding gift from Larry. So, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, like, I'd be stoked. Yeah, like, I loved my wedding gift from my husband. Yeah, you don't take it off. Actually, I'm not wearing it right now, but I normally don't I know, you, off. like, reached for your necklace. I did reach for it, and I don't have it on. Weird. Okay. <laughs> um, as she opens the door, a man stepped inside and threw lie in her face. Ooh. What's lie? <laughs> it's like... That's a good question. I actually didn't look it up because I got so focused. Hold on. Let, let's let's detour. I wanted to be offended, but I didn't know what it was to be offended. Lie. Um, is a metal hydroxide technically obtained by leaching ashes? It's very alkaline. So it's like acid, basically. Ooh. Yep. Yep. Wait, alkaline is the opposite of acidic. Oh. <laughs> I imagine anything that's one way or the other is awful for you, though. Yes. It, it was more like acid it burned her, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, as her mom and grandma were home at the time, they got her to the hospital as fast as they could. Unfortunately, this left Linda completely blind in one eye and almost completely in, in the other. Um, she also had scars on her face. Hmm. Linda knew it was Bert behind the attack due to all the threats over the course of their relationship. Before long, the cops were able to confirm what Linda knew to be true, and that was Bert was behind the whole thing, and he was arrested. Good. During the trial, Bert just kept professing his love for Linda. He's like, but I just love you. I just want you to marry me. Like, And so I'm going to throw acid in your face. Great. Not good. <laughs> yeah, not good. Okay. Not an attractive... That doesn't even sound attractive. It <laughs> doesn't even sound attractive. <laughs> oh. um, Bert was sentenced to 14 years for the attack. That's it? Come on. Well, he didn't actually do it himself. He was just the person behind it. Yeah, I so. guess. I guess. But, like, protect Still, Linda. yeah. No, he should have been. During that time, Larry had left Linda. She actually gave him the out. She said to him, you know, like, you didn't sign up for this, and I understand, and... For the longest time, he actually stayed by her side, and then, um, like, while she was at the hospital and stuff, and as, like, all the media and stuff started to die down, he came to her and was like, I can't do this. I, okay. I, I don't love, I mean, there's such a match made in heaven, I don't know. You stand by her no matter what. You stand by, yeah, like, it's not her fault this is happening to her. Yeah, exactly. Um, this poor woman. I know. Oh my god. I know, poor Linda. So, um, Larry had left Linda, and as time went on, she would go on dates, but no guy would stick around when Linda would take off her dark glasses and her wig. Hmm. I know, poor baby Linda. At one point, Linda even went to a fortune teller, and in the reading, the fortune teller um, told her that she didn't care what anyone else said, but she needed to marry that man. (laughs) what (laughs) do you want to hear me get squeaky what no what (laughs) she's all 
ultrasonic. Yeah. No. The, the fortune teller read no. her cards and was like, you need to marry that man. <laughs> so I don't know if the fortune teller saw something that like maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Oh anyway, God, I want to. I don't know what I want to do. I I need like a <laughs> hug, a nap, six shots of vodka, and something to punch right now. I told you. Oh, just wait. We're we're not even done yet. Okay. Linda had changed like her vodka. phone number many times over the years, but somehow Bert would always find out her number and continue to reach out to her from prison. Linda would always just hang up on him. Like obviously. Oh, good. Damn it. She doesn't want anything to do with you. Oh, my anxiety is through the roof right now. <laughs> Um, Bert was finally released from prison and once again was trying to get back into Linda's life. At this point, he had sent, he had been sending Linda money while he was in prison. He felt it was the least he could do. I mean, okay, thanks, whatever. Right. And at first it was $50 a week, which back then is a lot of money. Um, and then he told her that he would start sending her $100 a week. I mean... Okay. Yeah. What, restitution, I suppose. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like a form of restitution, but he was just doing it on his own. Uh, I feel like it's a way to keep a tab on her address. Um, It's a way to keep her in his life. Yeah, to yeah. keep a connection, I suppose. Yeah. I take it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, a mutual friend of theirs was even able to set up a meeting for the two. Of course, Linda was reasonably scared. Please be. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't. Hello. Be weird. Hello. Um, Bert showed up to the meeting with a huge diamond ring and asked Linda to marry him right away. <laughs> I know. Linda took the ring but didn't agree to marry him. She only wanted to talk to him about the money that he had been giving her and that he was supposed to be giving her more. Oh, my God. Wait. But, like, okay. It's fine. What? Yeah, but. Uh, I don't know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> this case has Taylor, <laughs> like, dumbfounded. Like, like, she can't even talk. <laughs> You're scared of him, but you're going to go in and be like, ah, you owe me more money. Is it the $100 a week? He's only doing the 50 still? Yeah. Yeah. But he had agreed to do 100 and he wasn't sending it yet. Okay. Yeah. So, of <laughs> course, she this. confronted him about this and um, Bert wrote her a check and left. Mm. <laughs> so he was upset. Um, she took the ring. He would, well, I don't think he was upset about the ring. I think he was just upset that, like, all she wanted to talk about was money. I think he still in his head thought that, like, oh, I can still win her back. You're coming back to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, Linda then spent the night talking to her friend, and in the end, she called Bert the next day. And when Bert came over, Linda showed him what he had caused and what she looked like without her glasses, wig, and makeup. Um... This was her test, essentially, for him, that no other guy had passed because they had all ran away. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, Bert told Linda how beautiful she was and that he wanted her more than ever and wanted to marry her. Linda finally agreed. She agreed. I'm drooling on myself. I'm so, like... (laughs) What? I know. I know. <laughs> I literally put agreed to marry. Linda finally agreed. And then I put WTF in my notes. <laughs> this is like the biggest mind fuck. I'm so like I baffled know. right now. <sighs> so throughout the years of their marriage, it continued to be abusive uh, as Bert would. No go- shit. Right. <laughs> Jesus. 
as Bert would dote on Linda as long as everything went the way he wanted. Of course. Of course. One thing that he would constantly fight with her about is the fact that during one of their breaks, Linda had slept with someone. Oh my god, get over it. And this always enraged Bert as he felt she should have saved her virginity for him. Fudge you, you threw acid in her face. (laughs) No. Bert and Linda Pugash remained married for the rest of their lives. Linda died at the age of 75, and I could not find anything on Bert, so I don't know if he's still alive? He married the rest of them. Yes, she stayed married to this man. Girls, know your worth. Oh my god. Right? <laughs> this infuriates you were, me. <laughs> you've gone from, like, crazy to upset to... I, I don't know what I am, but I'm not happy. Right? <laughs> I told you this case was insane. Bananas. Um, I feel bad, but like, come on. Like, put yourself first. Love yourself. Like, it's fine. I think deep down she felt that like, A, he was never going to leave her alone. And B, because of what she had going on, like no man ever stuck around. So she was like, well... Uh, you know, why not? I might as well just be with him and, and he'll take care of me. And it is what it is. I know. It's okay. sad. Mm, it's not my life. <sighs> I wouldn't choose that path for myself. Not your journey. Not your journey, Tay. Um, wow. During their marriage, they did film a documentary of their story called Crazy Love. Oh, you watched it. Which I watched. Was it good? It was really... Actually, I. it's two ninety nine to rent on YouTube. I highly recommend you watch it. And I want ju- to. Because it'll really... It gives you more detail than I've even given you today. There was lots of crazy stuff that happened. But, um... Uh, so yeah and then uh, I got a lot of my information from this story from that and then there is a podcast called Crimes of Passion and this is actually where I heard this story first and she does a really good job of detailing it as well so if you want to know more about Bert and Linda and the craziness I don't (laughs) (laughs) I'll watch the documentary I know I know insane right how I mean in the end he won he won yeah he did he did. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's because I work with, like, boys that are abusers. Yes. And you have to break that abuse cycle in order for, I don't know. I, I'm just staring at the ceiling, pondering my life. Like, I'm so, like, how did this, uh, yeah. Wow. It's the craziest thing to me that, that in the end, she married him. Yeah. Wow. Shit. Yeah. So, but was she crazy and just fine with the abuse? Or did she actually, like, save her life? Because who knows what lengths he would have gone to. I know, but I don't want to look at it that way. No, I agree with you, but... <laughs> I'm being closed-minded over here. So I mean, me I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, but... <sighs> All right. Good job. God, this is, like, probably the case that's gotten me the most. <laughs> I told you this was a good one. This one I did, like, the most. I have to tell you guys, I listened to a podcast, I watched the documentary, like, I am based on that is what I wrote my case because there's really not a ton on, like, the internet. Right. And it was the one that, like, when Taylor was like, what are we going to do? I was like, oh my god, I'm listening to this story. We need to do Crimes of Passion because this is just insane. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. (sighs) Can I give you, like, a brief, so, like, the one I was going to do and then I was like, nah, like, it's not that good. Um, was Lisa Nowak? Norwak? Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. She was a NASA person, essentially, and she found out her husband had been cheating on her. 
And so she like drove to go ambush the person he was cheating with in a diaper. <laughs> what? But then she denied wearing a diaper and it got weird and yeah. And then it got weird. It got weird. Um, okay, so that was my case. I feel like I lost my soul. <laughs> For her, right? Yeah. Like, I can deal with the gruesome stuff, but this shit, I don't know why I'm Because like, it's mental. It is mental. It's mental it abuse. Mental. Even the physical abuse that happened, um, from what I could tell, it was only one time that he, like, physically got abusive. Not that that, you know, makes it okay by any means. No, but that emotional abuse is so... It's just... It's hard. You it can, can get really hard. You do anything. Yeah. Like, oof. I don't even need to go into it. It scares <laughs> the shit out of me. Um, okay, so let's lighten it up a little bit. Please. Boop, boop. Um, we've got our quirky clippings of the week. Yay! So, um, this one I think is hilarious. Uh, stoned wallabies make crop circles. <laughs> You heard me laughing over here. That was <laughs> that was it. Oh my god! You should tell your husband. <laughs> I will when I get home. I'm like, babe, did you know? He's gonna love that. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, uh, pink clad pooch stolen from a gay bar by a man with a Britney tattoo. <laughs> Oops, I did it. I did it's Britney, it. bitch. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> I hope that's what his tattoo says. <laughs> It's a tramp stamp. <laughs> Just says Britney. Okay. <laughs> I hope it's spelled like totally wrong and crooked. It's like that regret. It's like that Snickers commercial. Like no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> oh, so meatball sandwich horseplay leads to two deaths. What? I don't know. Oh my god, you didn't investigate that more. No. I'm so curious. <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> You'll have to look it up. But a I'm, meatball sandwich horseplay leads to two deaths. Oh my god. <laughs> I need that. Um, and then this one I just thought was kind of funny, but um, man dressed as a penguin <laughs> receives more votes than the liberal Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the world we live in. It's it is sad. the world we live in. Oh my god. But yes. So those are my corky clippings this week. I have so many questions. <laughs> like... I have rocked Taylor's world today, everybody. Oh my god, I, I need a nap, I think. <laughs> you need to guzzle your beer, take a nap. It'll look be okay. At, look at some near, nature. Nur, <laughs> nature. Nature. And... Um, oh, quick anecdote. Speaking about nature, this was the story I was going to tell you earlier. Yes. So, I have an adorable little Chawini. Her name is Zoe, and Zoe is seven pounds. Zoe has made chasing squirrels out of our yard her mission in life yeah, and it's she's what, very good at it she's so good at it it's what makes her heart happy every day <laughs> so today she you know goes out to do her normal like parade around the yard and get rid of them well we have this half wall in our backyard and the half wall probably comes up to about my knee or my thigh she's pretty short too and she's gentlemen. short um no but, i met my sister she's short fuck off <laughs> <laughs> um and Zoe knows how to, like, just hop right over this thing. No big deal. So it divides our garden from our yard. Well, Zoe 
is running back and forth and goes to jump over it and somehow misjudges it and hits the brick wall with her belly and flips but overhead oh, over no. it and lands in the yard. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those videos where like the dog like bounces on the ball and flips over it. Like that's what she looked oh, like. Poor mama. Was she okay? She was okay. She looked. She was a little stunned. Like she got up and kind of like looked around. And I called for her, and she just like looked at me and then like just turned around and like went along the fence to make sure there were no more squirrels. Oh, no. But then when she came inside, like her poor little belly had all this like junk on it. Oh, and it was all dirty it from hitting the wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, she flipped over it. Poor thing. Paisley does that all the time. She hasn't like figured out like at what distance away from an object she needs to jump to jump on top of it. So she's constantly jumping way too early and just smashing her face in the side of things. <laughs> like she did that today. She jumped on your table and then oh missed God. the couch. <laughs> I know. Or she'll like, I'll go sit down and pee and she'll see, be like, oh my God, mom, you're sitting. Let me come like hang out with you. And then she'll like just bash into the side of my legs as she's like flying through the air. <laughs> she's not figuring out how to jump because she'll also try to like go like jump off of things. But she, instead of jumping down, she just like jumps out oh, and she's falls. She's cute though. She's still a baby. Some. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well. So this has been fun. Well, I have no soul left, so <laughs> please leave us a five-star review on iTunes and, <laughs> and like, rate. I have no soul left. It's black like my soul. Black like my soul. <laughs> Oh um, but for real though, if you like us, please leave us a rating however you listen to us. That would be fantastic. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Um, also, we still have Patreon going, so <laughs> we would love some help there. Yeah. Um, when I get anyone but mom, I'm going to post an episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> my goal. It'll happen. It will happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. On that note. Yamas. Yamas.